Hi, and welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWeb Results. I am Charles Lewis, your client results strategist. <laughs> welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This is podcast number 362. Uh, as always, we do have a tip from our previous podcast, yep. and we'll make sure that we got our video ready. We do. Uh, the tip from our previous podcast is use Google Analytics pages report to determine which web pages have the best engagement. Yeah, look at the pages report so you can see which pages have the most visits, the most time on site, the most activity going on. So you can which pages rank the best. So that way you will know which pages you want to <laughs> change, alter, merge, or get rid of. If you don't have that data, then you can't make the right choices. Boom. Boom. All right. Please remember, we are filmed live here in Houston, Texas, and we are your, Charles and I, us two up here in front of you, potentially if you're watching, or one of us in your left ear, one of us in your right ear. We are your friendly local neighborhood top, top position snatchers. And our mantra is... Do not be a douche. Do not be a douche. It is not a good look. So we've got an article Got a today. great article, yeah. man. Punch in the face to Ron Don, Ronald Dodd, Dodd, actually, and the good folks over at Search Engine Journal posted this article, Nine Surefire Ways to Get Fired. In SEO. So this is an article talking to agencies and, and SEO people who actually do SEO. There's nine ways you can get fired. And so a great article. We'll dive into it in a minute. Excellent. Um, if you are in a position and you have some sort of electronic device and you yeah. can, we would, what, Chuck, what should they, what should they tweet? Us, uh, tweet us at <coughs> Best SEO Podcast at eWeb Results. Be sure to use the hashtag uh, SEO Podcast. This is number 362. And like I said, tag us so that way we can follow you back and do all of our social networking. 362 podcasts. Yeah. That's a th- if I could do the math quickly, that would be a lot. Yeah, we're <laughs> almost at one for every day of the year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. Well, are you counting 130? <laughs> I'm counting 130 and 280. <laughs> All right. So um, if you've listened to this podcast, if you've never listened to this podcast before, howdy. Welcome to the podcast. You're going to have a good time while you're here, and you're going to get informed. Yeah. Uh, if you've listened to this podcast before, then you know the section that we are not going to skip today. Mm. I do not have a tear tattoo, so we did get a review, but we did not get 10 shikos on Shiko. What is a Shiko, by the way? A Shiko is an eWeb Results branded term for for social engagement. It stands for shares, likes, and follows. We did Shiko. The, the, the rules of this quote unquote game are if we get a review and ten Shikos on any one of our social platforms, uh, social profiles, then we will skip the process of telling you how to write a review. Uh, we did get a review, but we did not get ten Shikos. So yeah, it was close. I think I followed back like eight people. Yeah, it was. I think, though, that was maybe from the week the before, week, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I missed the last podcast. I did tune in. Uh, I think Daniel did a great job. You to Chuck, to Daniel Gildersleeve, our content writer. DG. Um, good stuff. All right, let's see. So, uh, what we will do now And is- that was an original article we did that I wrote personally. Check out Podcast 361. Boom. All right, so... Um, if you want to leave us a review, and we're going to ask you very kindly, please leave us a review. Here's how you can leave us a review. One of the ways has three steps. You go onto iTunes, you create an account, you write a review. Hopefully, you'll make that review fastos. And uh, if you want to, if you choose to, send us an email at podcast at eWebResults.com. And uh, let us know that you, sent, that you wrote that review, <laughs> especially if you're in another country, because it is actually harder to find your reviews if you're in other countries 
Um, it's kind of a pain the way iTunes has set it up. Next, you could leave us a review on Stitcher. Yep. The best way to get to find us on Stitcher is to go to eWebResults.com and then click into any page. We yeah, really do need go to, to the podcast page, and then from the podcast page, you'll see the Stitcher logo. Click the Stitcher logo. Once you get to the Stitcher page, the upper right corner of that page, there's a button that says write a review. Take advantage. Excellent. Um, next, on our Google My Business page, by the way, you guys don't even know this. I made it easier on our Google My <laughs> Business page because we were using a link. We were forwarding what we're about to sh- tell you to a particular search result page, and mm-hmm. you had to click the review. Now it actually has the pop-up, and it works in mobile. Mm. So, boom to me. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> we've made it really easy because there's numbers and pluses and all sorts of crazy stuff if you go directly to Google. All you have to do is go Well, not to- just that. Not only is it the numbers and stuff, the way Google has changed local my Google Local and Google My Business and Google Plus, that the regular Google Plus page is is extremely difficult to find. Yeah. And so we created this path here to just bypass that entirely. So all you have to do is go to eWebResults.com slash Google Plus. Or slash Google Plus. Or slash G Plus. Or slash G Plus. And all of those will take you to, in fact, a pop-up that says, mm-hmm. write, write a review. Write a review <laughs> and leave it. Make it sure it is five stars. Um, and then where else can they write a review? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. So we Facebook. Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash eWeb results. <laughs> there was a dramatic pause. That was not a forgetful pause. It was a totally forgetful pause. Nothing dramatic about it. Just, yeah, my turn. eWeb results. Yeah. It's amazing what silence will trigger, right? Um, you go there and then you click the review. You, you know how to do it. And please make sure that's five stars. <laughs> All right, so um, that's all the ways that you can leave us a review. We probably left out one. It's been so long. So thank to you, thanks to you for making it so long because mm-hmm. that just means you guys are out there shikoing us reviews. and leaving us reviews. So really appreciate that. Um, we will just tell you how you can follow us on our different on our different profiles on different platforms. Uh, things like facebook.com slash results, twitter.com slash results, youtube.com slash results, instagram.com slash results, and linkedin.com slash company slash results. By the way, I haven't tested that since LinkedIn totally changed their kind of look and Formal feel. So it's, feel everything yeah, else. it's possible that that doesn't work. But hopefully it does. Um, if you're a PHP genius or a WordPress guru, we are probably looking for you. Go ahead and call us and leave an audio resume, 713-510-7846. If you're interested in a free, comprehensive website profit analysis, mm-hmm. please go to our website, eWebResults.com, and click the green button that you cannot miss. Um, if you think you might be able to miss it, go ahead and try. <laughs> it is now time for the favorite segment of the program, the, the Algorithm, algorithm Cataclysm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. You really do need to check out the YouTube video for that special effect. Yeah, it's well, pretty phenomenal. Yeah, Facebook probably didn't get that effect. I think it got, got a little... A little bit Marcus, did tremors? you get a little tremor over there from the algorithm <laughs> cataclysm? Wait, there I, I go. Like yeah, now you're good. <laughs> awesome. So today's Algo Catman, it, it almost was not Algo Cataclysm, but I decided to do it because it affects two things. One, it affects how your reviews are presented. Right. And two, this directly affects the search engine results page. So okay, yeah. brought it to the Algo So dig this. <laughs> And it's interesting because we were work. We got a plug in and some other stuff we've created to kind of help show stars, right? Right, we'll right. Review. So now Google has changed. Matter of fact, they've reduced the star rating threshold. 
like, man, what is the star rating threshold? Well, the threshold that Google had in place to determine when they show stars and what those stars actually are. Well, they reduced the amount um, um, uh, for that rating. They said Google is now awarding stars for as little as one review. Wow. Yeah, did you test? I noticed that the other, like, maybe even two weeks ago. I didn't, like, take a note of it, like, write it mm-hmm. down and share it with you, but I did notice it. Yeah, and so this has changed from their past policy, which required businesses to have at least five reviews before a star rating would be shown. Reason this is Algo Cat is because we harp on reviews. We got a whole segment in part of this podcast that helps us pursue reviews. Right. And the reason why is for reasons like this. Now with this threshold being changed, the amount of reviews you get and the, how those stars are shown will likely change dynamically based off of each review you get. So as long as they're four and five stars, then your four and five stars should show. But as soon as you get one that's lower, instead of Google allowing you know, it to accumulate, accumulate and, and then the make the adjustment. Yeah. No, they're gonna make the adjustment immediately. Yeah, good news and bad news. And so, as long as you provide a fairly decent service and getting positive reviews, <laughs> you should be a okay. The highlight here is if you haven't been pursuing reviews, if you haven't put something in place to follow with clients that then encourage them to leave your review, you should start. Start now. Definitely. Yeah. Start now. That's true. I hadn't even thought about that. You can get a lot, you know, one bad. We all know that people are more likely to leave a bad review than a good review. Yeah. So a whole lot of people who had one bad review out there and were kind of happy it wasn't showing. Now we, now you got yeah. two stars or yeah. one star or half a star right. and nothing but negative reviews showing. Yeah. And so the good news is all it takes is, you know, is, is works off averages. Yeah. <laughs> you get, you know, one bad review and you get four <laughs> good ones, then your average becomes a 3.5. Yeah. So it's more, it's not that difficult to get your star rating. We finally have our Stitcher up to 4.5. And that took forever. Right, because we had like three or five back-to-back where people were complaining about the fact that it wasn't getting the published wasn't there. as opposed to the quality of the podcast. And so we're finally back up there. So thanks, everybody who left a five-star review. I'm sorry. Five-star <laughs> review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So that's our cap, man. Excellent. So I had a little bit of news. This is actually from last week because I took the news down. I thought this was interesting. Facebook is adjusting its mission, right? The mission, the previous mission is to give people the power to share and make the world more open and connected. And then they kind of realize with all this fake news that you can get them connected, but then what do you do? Do you have a role after they're connected? And so they're really trying to address the role that they play after they make a connection. Clearly, they're good at connecting people. Let me tell you what, what, what Facebook is really doing, I believe. They are just a, they are already a technically a media company, right. but they are they are setting the groundwork to be a media a company. media company. And your vision needs to be in line with that. Absolutely, absolutely. Next, um, Cloud Bleed. I don't know if you heard of Cloud Bleed. So you've heard of Cloudflare. It's a site that will actually um, cache your website and then feed it, and so it's mm-hmm. faster servers. They say that it may they may even have more servers than Amazon. That they're that they're a, doubt it. they're a lot bigger than people realize. I doubt it. Who knows? Maybe they might be, but I still doubt <laughs> it. Maybe they're using Amazon service. Yeah, they're using AWS. <laughs> you know, um, like I don't think no. Like mm-mm. there was some bug. That's face I give my daughter when they be like, "Yeah, I'm not convinced what you're telling me is the truth." Um, there, there, there was some bug. Apparently, it had been in the code for a very long time, but only manifested itself after they switched. Like some core server level mm. uh, processing and then it gave an overflow error and they said one in three million three hundred thousand 
um, website views through the cl- through Cloudflare um, would have had would have actually revealed information. And what happened is it actually got indexed. Oh. Yeah. So they found it. Their number one. They, they. It took them a little while to announce it. I liked their approach. Was interesting. They got staff overseas and here, right? So they had. They were working on it 12, uh-huh. uh, 24 hours a day. They would just do a handoff and continue working on it. They had it fixed within like twenty hours. And then they wanted before they released it, they wanted to clear out the index. Yeah, we got to make sure. Look, we've already identified this problem and solved it and resolved it. Yeah. And we're just telling y'all about it. <laughs> yep. And so, so that way you can't go back and find it. Yeah, that, that was exactly. that's what would have happened. Yes. So oh, there's a leak. Let's go see what kind of data we can get. Exactly. So anyway, I think they. And by the way, this is yet another time that we will tell you you should change your password. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Facebook is adding job ads to their search feature. That's interesting. And then Yahoo had issued another uh, hack warning. That's kind of disappointing because uh, it's just another one. <laughs> you know and what? I'm still... Cloud, my boy Kelsey said this the other day. He posted it on Facebook and I liked it and, and felt had the exact same sentiments. His his comment said, with all of this trouble Yahoo's been having, he's surprised every time he gets an email from somebody who's still using Yahoo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. When somebody yeah. emails me from Yahoo, I'll be like, okay, y'all still using this? Yeah. And so, Are you nervous about your everything Yahoo source going away and having been hacked? Yeah. Absolutely. You got a little bit of news? Yeah, I got quite a bit of news yeah. here. Let's talk mm-hmm. YouTube, right? What do you hate about YouTube? Ads. Ads. Yeah. This. So YouTube is killing off an ad format that everybody hates. According to YouTube, they said, we're committed to providing a better ad experience for users online. As part of that, we decided to stop supporting the 30-second unskippable ads as of 2018 and focus instead on formats that work well for both users and advertisers. That statement came from a YouTube spokesperson. Punch in the face to you, YouTube, mm-hmm. for not forcing us to watch these lame 30 second ads uh, and kicking the shins for waiting till 2018 yeah like we what's got, up with that we like that <laughs> 10 more months you know yeah. what I'm saying they're like man that's 10 more months of ad we'll dollars be, we'll be telling our grandkids remember that <laughs> the yeah, 30 10 second more YouTube months ad? that we had to wait for 30, we knew they were going away but we still couldn't click through them mm-hmm. yeah so I'm just glad y'all are realizing that people hate these ads <laughs> yeah. and, and that level of hatred for these ads probably does not help ad revenue go up because they don't they, <laughs> they're not, they're not, they're not getting clicked they're not getting frankly the YouTube video view is probably going down because right. you're forcing me to watch 30 seconds of this ad there are other video uh, places, places on I guarantee web. this video is available on Facebook also yeah ad free yep just saying so let's talk some more Google news this is almost AlgoCat <laughs> this is official news from Google have you noticed the new um, ads how they look so over the last year, we've right. covered Google sponsored ads changing the color probably three different times. Right, right. Remember, it went to black, it went to yellow. There was a green. Then they had the green. Right. It's green right now. Okay. Now the new one that they're rolling out um, is, is 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 white with the green outline. Okay. Okay. I saw it once, and then I've been seeing the regular green. But apparently, the Google's green outlined ad label is replacing the solid green version. According to Google, they said we routinely test potential improvements to the look and feel of our search results page. After experimenting with a new search ad label with the green outline, we decided to roll it out. This new ad label is more legible and continues to make our results page easier to read for our users with clear indication of our ad labeling. Yeah, this is an ad, and we just need you to really know it's an ad. And so I have a feeling that they're probably on to this, which is we zone it out, 
and after we zone it out, their pay per click click through rate goes down. So they change. And when they change the color, it goes back up. Yeah. And so this is going. Yeah. So in June it'll be yeah red, red outline, with a yellow outline, <laughs> and then yellow it's be outline. Like <laughs> it'll be back to the solid green state yeah. again. But I get it, and I know it's just to make a, a, a noticeable change to drive up ad dollars. I thought the same thing <laughs> with as many searches they have. I mean. A tenth of a tenth of a percent of increased click through is a lot. Is a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's worth having a team of designers, team yeah. working on that little working on that to, to say, you know what? Let's just give it that green outline. Give it a smile. How much salary did you guys pay for that yeah. decision? <laughs> Dig this. More news from Google. Um, uh, talking about Google My Business. Now, here's interesting. Right? Some some businesses, <clears throat> hold on, it says, um, yeah, new Google My Business guidelines state that virtual offices are not allowed for service area businesses. Mm, service area businesses are businesses that serve customers at their locations. They should have one page for the central office or location and then designate a service area from that point. Service area businesses cannot list a virtual office unless that office is staffed during business hours. Mm, so and we know how they verify that. Yeah, yeah, they, they verify. They will get on the phone and call. They will, got some, all kind of ways they verify. Do, do a, a video. Do a video. Um, yeah, they want hangout. to do a video hangout, like with somebody at the office so they can check and see if this is legit or not. I get it. Google, yep. they're trying to crack down <laughs> on all these fake offices and, and bad Google Maps addresses and locations and things like that. I, I totally get it. Consider this. right? Let's say somebody has all these virtual offices everywhere and you don't know that they're virtual, but you need that service. Right. And so, yeah, if you do the Google search and this, say this person hasn't checked He's that box, the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah, then you're going to pull up like, okay... <laughs> <laughs> What's Where going on they? here? And so I totally get Google trying to remove that kind of stuff. Search from a search for for your SEOs out there, us included, right? We have some some accounts where where they may have it may not be a virtual they office. Have a warehouse per se. Storage they got a warehouse storage exactly some some plant where they just don't see customers at, but they do have people working there, and so we use that address, which was at the time part of the, of the good. Um, <laughs> but now since they don't really see people over there, we're going to either have to make some changes or or get my client to add a lobby. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. You need a lobby, dog. And a body. Yeah, and, and somebody, or, or at least a phone that y'all can answer. Yeah. Um, last piece of news here. Uh, oh, no, this is the continuation of that. They said uh, some businesses like pizzerias that have both a restaurant seating to deliver, oh, and deliver pizza to customers are hybrid service businesses, and that's okay. They can show their storefront and designated service area. But if you serve customers at your address and you want to set a service area, your business location should be staffed by your team and able to receive customers during the stated hours. Google will determine how best to display your business address based on your information as well as information from other sources. That's what I hate right there, Google. That information from other sources part because it'd be I wouldn't hate it as much if it wasn't hard to change right, right. right you try to get into your google my business account you see all your need stuff here yeah. need to change this menu link because the link mm-hmm. isn't active or it's not right and the site that that menu <laughs> came from is outdated and we can't update it but you won't allow us to update the link because you pulled it from a third-party source that is kind of douchey kicking the shin yeah <laughs> and so hopefully y'all address that with these other changes 
And that's all my news. All right. So we do have one uh, review. This is from Daniel Barbour. And it is, of course, Five Stars. These guys have a really great podcast, and it's evident they know their stuff. They pull out all the stops and put their expertise on display. I've appreciated learning about SEO from the experts at eWeb Results. These guys are top, top shelf. shelf. Mm, that sounds yeah, delicious. top shelf. We're having a team event today, and we're going to have to have some shelf. top shelf of, from that event. I can dig it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that, got smoke punches in the face real quick. Patifs. One patif and two questions real quick. Both of these, all three of these came from Twitter. The patif goes to Kelly uh, Karpin, Karpinski. Yeah, Kelly Karpinski. She yep. says, uh, a friend referred to me at E-Word Results Podcast. Listen to three episodes today alone. Must check it out. Well, punch in the face punch to you, face Kelly. To you, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we helped you out. Now, dig these two questions. <clears throat> these questions came in via Twitter also. First one says, uh, at E-Word Results, I love your podcast. Um, I have been a listener for over a year. Question for you. Thoughts on live streaming and the value of Facebook versus Instagram versus YouTube. Could YouTube streaming help grow subscribers if we are struggling on YouTube? So, let me answer this in the reverse. Yes, obviously. If you were broadcasting live on YouTube as we are right now, right. Then, uh, then it could help grow your subscribers. If you push that. If you notice, we don't push go subscribe to us on YouTube, go subscribe to us on YouTube, because that's not where most of our content is engaged at. Right. Our video content is actually gets way more engagement on Facebook, which is why we push the Facebook live. Right. Read now to answer your question um, in regards to the value, I think it really depends on what you're broadcasting and when you're streaming. This is an easy evening stream and you don't need it recorded like you just want to put it out there instagram live all day you'll get the best results you'll get a lot more engagement you'll get people liking and commenting you get a lot of activity there however if you're streaming something that you may want to watch at another time you may want to save so other people can go back and do it then i'm gonna suggest uh that you use facebook uh, so that way you can tag people. Those same people can share it. Those same people can comment. It'll become a post in your timeline where you can share it and refer to it later. Now, if you want people, you're trying to drive traffic to your website, uh, then I'm going to suggest YouTube because YouTube is a Google product. You can embed that. Oh, you can embed the Facebook also. It's a little wonky, but you can embed that YouTube video. Definitely take advantage of the fact that it's on YouTube and the SEO value associated with that. Um, and then if you're in a situation where you're trying to monetize it, where you got exclusive content, then YouTube is definitely the direction you want to go for that. Right now, we're broadcasting live from Facebook on Chris's phone and, and YouTube from our desktop, our, our business account. And that's both. So we can have a copy that goes on our website that gets optimized that we can use for that. And then a place, uh, same content socially so we can engage with people. We can see comments. And so um, I would say it really depends on what you're broadcasting and when and who your target is to determine which live stream is going to have the most value. Great question. Though. Yes. Last question. It comes from Smith and, and, Social. And, and probably go check out Dane, right? So we had Dane. Yeah, check out Dane. Go, J. Dane Gold, Golden. 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 I think it's Golden. I, think it's gold, I know it's Golden. Gold something. Gold Goldman? Man. I think it's Golden, actually. Yeah, Dane Golden. Think it, yeah, yeah, check out Dane. Yeah, he's with com. Yeah, H-E-Y.com. Because he didn't like it when I said, hey. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> okay, that's not H E Y. That's like H E E Y Y Y Y Y. But yeah, go check him out. He's he, in fact, we need to get him back on, right? Because yeah, he sent us a, new he got a really good article about um, 
how to increase views and and people to view the entire video, video. like uh, by a huge amount. So yeah, well, he's probably loving the fact that YouTube is cutting off that ad format. All right, next question. This one comes from um, um, Smith Social, a social media company. They're at Smith Social WA. Guess they're in Washington. He says at the web results, hours of trawling can't figure out why some Google searches have no AdWords on top. Help. Is it a budget thing? Hashtag best SEO podcast. Well, Smith Social, thank you for tuning yep. in. Appreciate the question. And most likely it is a budget thing, right? If you're just not bidding enough, for example, to be on the first page, you're not going to show on the first page. Easiest way to check is log on to your AdWords and look at the campaign. And it will tell you, bid not high enough to be shown on the first page. So that's kind of the easy answer and obviously what likely what the likely culprit is. Now, it could be the fact that maybe the term that you're bidding on or that you're searching for has been flagged by Google. It could be trademarked by Google. Right. And so they're just not showing it. Or worse, it probably was being showed at some point in time, but people began to spam it or the results weren't all that relevant. Or maybe there's a low search volume. And so Google says, you know what, we're just not going to show any ads for page. this term. You, and exactly. you might find them at the bottom of the page, first mm-hmm. page, potentially on the second page in those types of situations. In those situations, yeah. exactly. That's what I was going to say. Search and if you don't see it, click the page two or page three and see if you start seeing ads. Then that'll just let you know that whoever's bidding on it is really low bidding or it's a really low quality ad or frankly, the results that show up from that type of search aren't that relevant. And either way, that's why Google's probably not showing that ad. Yep. So social, hope that answers your question. Hope that helps. Appreciate your tweet. Punch in the face to you for, for uh, listening, checking in with us. That's it. That's, those are the questions. All right. I believe that is the potatoes yeah. of the podcast. It is now time to get into the meat. We have a little bit of instruction for you before we get into the meat. Remember, we asked you to tweet us. We're actually going to ask you to tweet one more time. What we want to do is make sure the author of this article knows we're talking about it. So what should this? They should tweet him tweet and say, hey, hashtag SEO podcast is using your article. Today's author is Ron Dodd. Good folks over at Search Engine Journal. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at visitor underscore search. So he's at V-I-S-I-T-U-R-E underscore search. Tweet him. Tell him hashtag SEO podcast 362. Talking about your article. Exactly. Cool. And yes. thank you for that. So... Appreciate and it. I'm actually doing it right now. That's what I'm, I'm distracted by and doing that. Learning about getting how to get fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how to get fired, exactly. So he posted, Ron posted this article on Search Engine Journal, Nine Sure Ways to Get Fired in SEO. Caught my attention immediately because we do SEO. Oh, unfortunately, you know, we haven't retained every client we've had. And so so we've been fired before. Yep. And it just happens. It's a kind of a part of the game. And so I wanted to see exactly what these nine ways were, right? He starts off by saying, whether you are an in-house SEO extraordinaire, a freelancer, or an agency owner, there are many pitfalls that can expedite your termination. He's right. It's all kind of reasons you can fail, right? Even if you're providing an awesome service, an amazing service, you're getting results. If your client just not doesn't get it, maybe, or, or they're failing to close the deal, they're failing to sell, then you will get the blame for that and, and you could likely be terminated. Is it what it is? But he has nine sure ways. Number one. Number one. He says you are bad at reporting. So this is the first way to sure the first surefire way to get fired doing SEO. He says you're bad at reporting. He goes on to say you could be really great at your job or you could be really bad. But without good SEO reporting, the client won't know what you are. 
And he's yeah. absolutely right, man. Absolutely. I hear Chris on the phone all the time talking to different clients and <sighs> leads about the value of reporting. Mm-hmm. And then I spend bulk of my time, at least 40 to 50 hours out of my work week in analytics, just going through reporting, listening to calls, looking at data, understanding the numbers, because those numbers are extremely important. We're not bad at reporting. We're actually really good at yeah. reporting because we understand that reporting is, is, is part of the game. It drives the ship. It drives the decision makings. It drives the choices you make from a marketing yep. perspective. It drives the choices you make in regards to the SEO and your site changes. You must understand. Matter of fact, I wrote down um, uh, uh, reporting is so important, which is why we dedicate time to it every single month. Yes. Not only dedicated time, but then scheduled time with the client. Like it's important that these clients understand what these numbers are. And now I also wrote down this: make sure, uh, make sure that those you report to understand what the numbers are. Right. I think a lot of problems is, and you may have talked to people who've gotten reports. Yeah, and I've got a good story once you finish. So here's the story. I'm talking with a prospect today, and this is probably mm-hmm. my fourth conversation with him. And uh, and, and I, you know, I ran a report, um, showed that the SAO is not that good. I actually met him up in Dallas, really nice guy. I had a good meal with him. Uh, and then he was like, okay, I want to go over that report a little bit more. And, and in the interim, he sent me a couple things, including reports from the other from the other SEO company, the current SEO company. And I just glanced at it. I, didn't, I was on my phone. I didn't have time. But I clicked through their SEO uh, optimization report. And their SEO optimization report had flags of stuff that they hadn't done. They didn't have a description tag. Their title tag was super <laughs> long, right? Um, you know what that means, right? Yeah. They, that they didn't do SEO on that page, or they certainly didn't do the right SEO on that yeah. page. And it turned out, actually, that the title would have made a decent description, could have been better, but they got the title all wrong. So so they're sending him these reports. He's he literally, he's in a fog. It's like 18 pages, and you, know, you and I look at the 18, oh, good, that's interesting. Yeah. That's, wow, that's cool. That shouldn't be like that. And somebody who's an owner is like um, that's an 18 page report I'm not looking at that one of the things I wanted to uh, you were talking about you get prepped you look at the data you don't just look at the data you look at the data study this data (laughs) with the intent of explaining it to the customer because it's so easy, you know, Google Analytics, we could automate a report to our clients every 15 minutes. And it sends it to you every week, every yeah. 15 minutes, every month if you like it. And But it would serve no value if you got that report and didn't understand what it meant. More importantly, if you couldn't take the data from that report and learn how to use it, how yeah. to act on it. And so that's why I spend two, three hours just looking over numbers before meeting with the client. That's yeah. so you can know, you know, what your traffic is doing, how that traffic is performing. Is it mobile? Is it desktop? Where, how are they converting, right? Most of our, our time reporting is all about the results, right? I'm looking at sources and how they turn into leads and which one turns into a lead and why did it turn into a lead and what pages did they need to take at and look at in order for them to finally convert. So then I can talk to you, client, and tell you this is the path that people are usually taking to convert on your site. How can we improve this? And then I'll give you some recommendations. You get some feedback, and that's how we continue to grow your business. The point is, if you're an SEO company, an agency like us, or an independent guy, a freelancer, whoever it is, maybe you're in-house doing SEO, um, the first way, surefire way to get fired is if you're bad at reporting. Yep. You have to understand the numbers. Understanding the data is extremely important. And expl- understand the numbers and explain it to the person in charge. Exactly. 
Number two. Number two. Second reason you can get fired in SEO, he says, giving unrealistic goals or expectations. Man, we hear this all the time. Look, he goes on to say, one reason that so many companies claim to be burned by so-called bad SEO companies has more to do with a lack of realistic goals or expectations. I've seen it time and time again where an SEO company is overzealous on promising certain results in a short window. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. People people get anxious for the sale, and they don't, and they maybe haven't done the right research. It couldn't even be malicious. They just have a process that works, and so they haven't done the research for your specific industry, and they assume that that process is going to work for you. And it may, it just may not happen in the time frame that they thought, right? And so that's why we got to take that time to do the research and figure out. What search volume looks like. How many people are typically searching around this time of the month. How many of your pages actually rank in a place where you can benefit from that search traffic. And that alone can begin to help you diagnose what type of traffic you're going to get and the likelihood of them actually converting. But if you haven't done that research and you just got hot client on the phone, they got big budget and you want to close the deal... Yeah, you can. We can deliver whatever you want in two in months. two months, and, and you may even do a good job. But if you don't deliver what you promised, and you know, in that fired. time period, you're gonna get fired. Yeah, even if it takes you four mm-hmm. months because you just underestimated it. Um, yeah, you, you need to know that up front. And so, um, so yeah, I totally understand this one. And we try not to do that. Frankly, I try to over <laughs> expect that. Yeah, I'd rather I'm, overbid it and then deliver faster. Yeah, it's going to take nine months. And it's going to take six to eight months. Yeah, It's going to take six to eight months, and I'm really trying to kill it in three or four. Right. And just know that I'm telling you six to eight because it's I need right. to manage yep. your expectations. I'd rather over deliver <laughs> and under promise. Yep. And so... Um, yeah, number two, giving unrealistic goals and expectations. Number three. Number three, third reason, third surefire way to get fired doing SEO is tanking the rankings. Right? You get a new client and their rankings drop. <laughs> it sucks. He says, uh, this one is less prevalent, but if you make a company client drop in rankings, this will usually equal your swift termination. Yep. He's right, man. It just happens. And the thing is, you got to plan for it, right? Like, it, it, this can be okay for example, if they rank for the wrong terms, right. right? Maybe you took on a new account and they came to you because they weren't getting business and you realize they're ranking, but they're just ranking for really the wrong terms. Right. Then it's okay to go ahead and revisit this content and make your adjustments because, frankly, you don't need them ranking for those terms anyway. Right. However, client is ranking maybe for some pretty good terms and they're already getting a good amount of traffic and they bought you on to help them get more leads or get more traffic from different sources or something. Um yeah, you don't lose that ranking <laughs> yeah. uh, because that's a surefire way to get, lose that job, to lose that client. You want to make sure that you're not making those type of changes. He even listed out a list, and I'll give you two of the seven he said. Um, one of them was, um, give, and I like this one because I've seen this mistake, giving bad advice on consolidating pages which are already ranking for good keywords. Right. So let's say an example I just gave. Um, uh, site is ranking right, and these are target terms and they, they get high traffic and they're converting from this page but you realize that um, maybe there's a better term you could be going after and it's, it's relevant to that page and so since that page is already ranking you want to re-optimize it for the new term yeah. man and that new adjustment included like a title change or a URL change or a description change yeah. or a change H1 change d- yeah. enough to move you from page position 2 to position 10 or position Two to page two. 
Ouch. Ouchie. That's a surefire way to get fired. To get fired. <laughs> the, the last one he said, well, number seven was changing the navigational bar categories without looking to see if those pages are getting a lot of traffic. So understand that organic oh, yeah. traffic is built a lot off links. And so maybe you come in and you want to give them a more user-friendly menu, easy Simpler, to use, right. which is the right thing to do. But look, if you're removing the page out of the menu, out of the main menu, and that page was ranking really, really well, your page is going to drop. It's, it's going to drop in ranking. And just you just need to know that, which is why I said sometimes ranking dropping is okay as long as you know it's going to happen and you're prepared for it. You got a plan in place to deal with that. Um, don't let it be a surprise to you because then that's when the problem really is. Yeah. Number four. Number four. Being afraid to fail. This is a good one. Oh, he yeah. says this might be somewhat hypocritical after the above point, but what I really mean is don't be so conservative that you never push the envelope. SEO is constantly changing. If you're not evolving or pushing the envelope every now and then, you will see your competitors overtake you, which can get you canned. He's right. Yeah. Look, look, you must try new things. Never get stagnant right. with your SEO. And this is experience speaking. We've had a client where they came on, we did a good job, they got a good ranking, they were at number one for for like 12 different phrases business was good they didn't want to make changes because they were scared we were like okay and so it just it hung Mistake, yeah. it hung and then before you know it it dropped it didn't hang <laughs> <laughs> it's like what happened well we didn't push the envelope we didn't go make changes we didn't go keep up with what was going on and partially our fault for for not pushing back against the client like yeah. hey we really need to make these changes they were in more of a you know if they ain't broke don't fix it kind yeah. of situation and we knew that even though it's not broke, it's breaking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we should have been. It's constantly yeah. breaking if you're not constantly fixing it. Yeah. And so, you know, lesson learned. Now we push changes regardless. And, uh, and then we just we just talk to the clients and help them understand why we made those changes. Um, but don't be afraid to fail. Like, SEO changes so much. We got everything from AMP pages to new ads looking a certain way to Google, you know, preferencing um, 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 SSLs and even Chrome demanding that it be an SSL. Like, all of these changes happen all the time. And so... Be don't be afraid to to fail. Like you have to go and make these changes. Don't be afraid to switch to SSL because you're not sure. Right. Make it happen. You just got to get it done. Don't be scared. Number five. Five. Um, Listening to bad advice. We try to give good advice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But listening to bad advice is a sure way to get fired. He goes on to say, I've seen a lot of people in the SEO industry review rock solid advice and then decide not to use it. Either it's too hard or too time consuming or some other lame excuse. He's right. End of the day, if you have the knowledge. By the way, it is time consuming. It's very good time consuming. <laughs> Very time consuming. That's why we got a whole team of people doing different things. Somebody right. for off page, somebody for content, somebody for code because it's time consuming. Yep. And if you had one person doing all of that, they just wouldn't have enough time. No. And so you need to be able to divvy it up. And I say this not only listen to us, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing, hashtag best SEO podcast, check out Search Engine Journal. One of my yep. favorite publications. Check Whiteboard out Search Friday. Engine Land. Another good publication. Check out Moz. Moz blog is awesome. Great information there. Those are my three kind of top sources. You may want to go to uh, Search Engine Watch and some other places like that to get more data. Marketing Land. It's kind of spin off of Search Engine Land. The key is find good data. Read it, research it, absorb it, and then try it. Yep. Right? You have to. You have to be able to. Um, to make those kind of changes and keep learning and not taking bad advice. What you don't want to do is go talk to some company who's um, 
who's giving you the wrong advice, yeah. pushing you down the path to do something black cat, somebody encouraging you to go buy a whole bunch of fake Five, links, fiber links, yeah. which we're going to talk about later in, in, in point number seven. The key is don't don't listen to that bad advice. Find your good advice and then and take heed to it. Knowledge without action, kind of what you're saying, knowledge without action is just knowledge. It's just knowledge, exactly. Yeah. It's useless. Number six. Six. No no testing or learning. Uh, Look, it's always a learning. One of the reasons experience. we do this podcast because we got to keep learning. So yeah, exactly. We can teach you guys. Hey, yeah, people understand that the podcast helps us to learn because yeah. I have to read, got to research, got to try it. And luckily, we got a client base big enough where we can try stuff right. and see stuff, right? But he goes on to say, look, you will no doubt fail if you become complacent with SEO. Google is the ultimate rat race. Those who get, those who get slow and don't conform usually die. He said, the reason for this is if you're gaining rankings, it means someone had to drop in the rankings. It's a very cutthroat practice, and people tend to forget that. If you get complacent and stop trying to perfect your skill or craft, you will eventually get left in the dust by your competitors. Yep. He's right. The reason I tell people that this is the reason our service comes with a monthly fee even is because every month <clears throat> we're fighting. Tooth and nail, writing content, building links, making changes, adjusting the site, writing content, building links, making changes, adjusting the site, writing content, building links, making changes, adjusting the the site, site. then writing content, building links, making changes, and adjusting the site. It has to happen month to month to month because it's a cutthroat business. The day you stop adding content, the day you stop adjusting the site, the day you stop building links, guess what? Your competitor is... You start breaking. You start breaking, and you start dropping, and your ranking begins to tank and so it's a constant service you have to keep testing you must constantly improve um and it's just part of the game yeah it's just part of the game there isn't a, a set it and forget it type situation like we've getting people who come to us for a oh. redesign well maybe blue one-armed widgets maybe that's probably a set it and forget it i haven't looked at it in a in while three years now yeah, so it's been a while but <laughs> something that has is so obscure and has no search volume and nobody's interested in getting position for it Probably you don't. You can set it and forget it. Yeah. But it, but anything else you talked about the competition. There's also the algorithm changes. I mean, we have a segment called the algorithm mm-hmm. cataclysm because those algorithm changes affect your placement. And so if you're not constantly making adjustments, yeah. not following us and those algorithm cataclysms, then you can get left in the dust. Not even because your competitors are doing something intentional, but because Google made some algorithm change that favored your competitors yeah. over you. Your competitor went with SSL and you didn't. Yep. It's enough to switch your position. Yep. It can happen. <clears throat> Number seven. Seven. Buying links, right? We're talking yeah. about nine surefire ways surefire ways to get fired doing SEO. Number seven is buying links. He says buying links is something that Google is actively trying to eradicate and companies and clients generally do not look at this favorably. He goes on to say, uh, I know of companies who have purchased links and then were caught red-handed down the road when an SEO consultant came in or the client found out via other means. It's just not a good situation to be in. Look, buying links just kind of sucks, right? Yeah. It's just one of those kind of blackhead practices that don't really work. Um, but link building, however, is necessary yes. for SEO, right? And so you're getting this. this link building is is the probably hardest, most tedious, time consuming, most frustrating, yeah, part of SEO, right? But you have to get it done, and that's why people who sell links make a lot of money because people think that they can Shortcut. just buy those links. 
it just doesn't the work. Location. It just don't work. You need to if you're an agency or you're you're an SEO or you're in house guy, whatever. Work on the strategy. Work on the strategy right now that'll that'll help you just build links. The honest way. I won't just give you hours right now, but what I will say is work with your clients. Yeah. Right? Like leverage your clients, leverage the resources they have, the networks of individuals they have, because truth be told, your client likely has other business owner clients or friends or contacts who have websites, maybe even a similar industry. And so within their network will arise easy link building opportunities. I will give you this though. Um, if you're if your client or even yourself was in a in a in a service kind of provider <clears throat> business, like an AC repair or, or something like that, definitely build links from your manufacturers. Yes. Right. So if start you sell there. you start there. Right. Yeah. If you sell Goodman ACs, make sure you're listed on the Goodman site as a distributor or a retailer, whatever category you fall in with the corresponding link yeah. and do that for every manufacturer you carry. That's the one of the easiest ways to start building links in a way that, that actually is going to be shown favor by Google. Yeah. It's a relevant brand name, high power domain name linked to you, right? Versus buying a whole yeah. bunch of random links. Yeah. Number eight. Number eight. Then um, this is the nine surefire ways to get fired in SEO. Number eight is sending bad outreach emails. Those Ooh, suck. Yeah, interesting. You get yeah, those emails like, hey, we want to link to you, and we know that you got blogs on your site, and we write articles similar to that. Matter of fact, here to link to some. Check them out. Worst email to get in the world, always spam. Matter of fact, he says it should be, he could have titled this one, Do Not Hire Shady Outreach Specialist. <laughs> He's right. Look, if, if that's part of the strategy for the company you're dealing with, or, or if you're an agency and that's your strategy, it's time to change up. Those shady emails just just don't work. You need to need to work on a different link building strategy. Right. Again, so let me give you a pro tip because outreach is important. Right. Right. It is important to reach out to people. It is important to create those relationships. If your business is doing events, let's say like you got a, a event program or you're doing some local events and things like that, that person is the best person for you to give the task of building outbound links, right? Because they've already have those relationships in place. They're already in the habit of reaching out to people and scheduling events and showcasing your company and highlighting your information. And so you give the same person the task of whoever they're talking to, go ahead and link to us also, right? Take advantage of your personnel. The problem is, we tend to find a script like this that you get from some site that worked once and, and send times. that to everyone yeah. in your contact list and everyone now flags you as spam. Right? I believe that's called being a douche. A douche. You don't want to do that. And so instead, like, take the time to put somebody in place over that who has the time to send out a personalized email. You know, not some canned message that's just insert name here, but a really personalized email with some meaning and truth behind it, uh, with some messaging behind it, right. with, the, with the face behind it, uh, and a relationship behind it. And only then will your chances slightly go up <laughs> that they even link to you. Yeah. But if you don't do all of those things, then they're definitely not going to link at all. Yep. Stop sending bad outreach emails. It's just not a good look and very douchey. Don't be a douche. And last one, number eight, uh, number nine. That nine. was number eight. Number nine is um, you're just not getting results, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the reason we switched from eWeb style to eWeb results because our our focus became on 
the actual results. Nobody wants to pay an arm and a leg for SEO and marketing services and not getting a return on that investment. And so with the ninth surefire way to get fired in SEO is, is to not get results. Matter of fact, he goes on to say this last one should be a no-brainer. SEO is a results-driven business. No one wants to do SEO. They just want SEO to get them results. However, if you're not getting results, don't fret just yet. He also says that if you're not getting results, do not put all the blame on yourself. Do not give into the client or employer pressure and do not look for shortcuts to get results. Do the best job you can using best SEO practices and the rest will take care of itself. That's why we test and measure. You know what I'm saying? That's why we test and we measure. That's why we brought in, you know, degreed content writers. That's why we brought in degreed project managers. That's why, you know, I have 15 years experience in analytics and look at analytics all day. Mm-hmm. Is it, why we had these things in place is because you have to get results. Yeah. We have to generate phone calls. You have to generate form submissions or downloads or subscriptions or whatever your goal is. If the SEO, you know, that you're paying us for, if the PPC you're paying us for, if the email marketing and the social media marketing that you're paying for isn't generating results, then then you're likely going to stop paying and you're going to fire us or you're going to fire whoever you're dealing with. Fired, exactly. Right? You must generate the results. At the end of the day, that's why we meet every month. So now we can confirm what results you're getting. Yeah. Right. And then continue to improve on those results. So you'll get better results. Right. It's one thing to send you a report that said you got 50 form submissions mm-hmm. and 50 phone calls. But if those 50 phone calls were all not relevant and the 50 form submissions were low end, low budget, not qualified, then we really sent you 100 garbage leads. Right. Which is okay. From this perspective of that's why we meet every month. So you can tell me, man, those phone calls sucked and the leads were garbage because of this and that. And then we can go make Plan adjustments. Plan action for how to fix it. And yeah. then make adjustments and rinse and repeat and we do it again the next month. And every month we make those changes so you end up getting the best results possible. We provide the best service possible and everyone wins. Man, punch in the face to you, Ron Dodd and the yep. good folks over at, uh, yeah, that's him. Thank you. Yeah, he's already checking us out. So uh, punching the face to you, man, for the article, man. Nine surefire ways to get fired in SEO. Because all of these are ways that you could get fired, and um, if you've been fired, then hopefully you fixed it. Yeah, you fix it for your next client. (laughs) Exactly, getting fired sucks. That's true. I mean, we've we've been fired and haven't come back. I'll tell you that that's yeah. pretty that's pretty exciting. Especially when when you get fired because they didn't know. Yeah. Right. When you try to tell them like, look, this is what's happening. You know, so that's the probably the one thing that's not on here, right? <laughs> because he talked about the thing. Well, he did kind of mention half about like, educate, making sure the right? client knew. So uh, the reason in this particular client that I'm thinking of that we got fired was just communication. Um, we weren't as responsive as we are now. And, um, and that's not on the list from the context. Like they knew their results. I don't think they understood how good their results mm-hmm. were. Clearly they didn't. They were only mm-hmm. gone three months. Um, but they didn't. Uh, they, it was <laughs> just, just for them to leave to realize, oh. Oh, they're good. They're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um so communication, make sure you're communicating with the, con- with, with the client. Yeah, that could have been number 10. Bad communication with the client is a well, surefire way fired. to get you I fired. Mean, I, I, I've got a we prospect. We were putting good results, yes. but the communication wasn't great. And I've got a prospect right now. I look at his results, and I'm like, so why are you talking to us? You like got pretty good results already. And goes, yeah, well, uh, a good result that I would like is that he returned my phone call. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I get it. We can help yeah. you. Because we, in fact, return phone calls. <laughs> All right, any, 
any what news? Uh, no, no what no news. What news. No what news. All right, so uh, if you like this podcast, in fact, we mentioned a tweet earlier. Go ahead and go back and do that tweet. And so apparently Ron already knows that we're talking about his article, so that's pretty exciting. Um, but uh, but go ahead and share this with three of your friends. Just yeah. just three of them. If you're on Facebook, go ahead you're and share. share. Tag them in it. Like I say, preferably business owners, because yes. we really want people who, who this content we're putting out can actually help. Yeah. Right. So tag three business owners and say, hey, check this podcast out. Great information. Cool. Thank you so much. If you are actually looking to grow your business with the largest, largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet. Internet. Call eWeb Results for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. We have a program. We just created it. Created it called Instant Leads. Lead, 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 lead. Guaranteed. Teed, teed, teed. Both of those, putting together instant <laughs> and leads and guaranteed. Um, basically, it's focused on pay-per-click, an optimized, an, a highly over, we would even say overly optimized. We've, we've built into the system enough time so we can continue to tweak and adjust and do A-B testing on these landing pages. You know, a lot of the approach of people who are doing PPC is, oh, 15% of spend. But if you're spending $1,000, $150 is not enough money to make adjustments to your landing page. It's not enough money really to make a lot of adjustments to your pay-per-click campaign. Yeah. And so because you're paying so little, your campaign is actually suffering. So this is a campaign, again, where we're focused on that landing page, putting that together in the first 30 days, putting together the PPC campaign in the first 30 days. On day 31, you're getting leads. We call it instant leads. Lee, Lee, guaranteed. Lee, Lee's guaranteed. If you're interested in that, go ahead and let us know. Um, let's see. If you're in Houston and you're doing network, I'm just going to keep this really short. You will now go to upsocialnetwork.com. Get to the next event, please. It's pretty pretty powerful. Upsocialnetwork.com. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, Please remember, we were filmed live here at 5999 West 34th Street, Suite 106, Houston, Texas, 77092. Uh, you can get a transcript and video and audio of this podcast at our website, ewebresults.com. Um, until the next pod... Hey, you guys have made us the most popular internet marketing <laughs> podcast on iTunes. I don't even know. He's like, I don't think I'm at the I, end I, I right got, now. Something, I'm, <laughs> we really appreciate you. We, I mean, we got, what, two Twitter questions. We got a review. I gotta say we're a little lacking on the shikos. Yeah, so shikos. Can you up. step your game up just a little bit? No, really. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you guys um, making us the most popular podcast on iTunes. Our goal is to double our our listenership uh, this year, and some of that's going to be with interviews, and some of it's going to be, and frankly, a lot of it's going to be with you guys sharing sure. our part mm-hmm. podcast with other people. So, uh, thank you so much. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. I'm Charles Lewis. Bye bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow, tamely, gamely, headed my way, cool as mountain snow, girl, glow, girl, pine and shine. Balance check, balance check, three, six, two, uh.
SEO Podcast 362. Talk about marketing is what we finna do. So listen close, cause we got new tips for you. Chris and Chuck back again, and we getting loose. Yeah, SEO Podcast 362. Let's go. Boom.